0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls No Podcast. This is Bola from CleverGirlFinance.com. And on today's episode, we're talking about how to get your personal finances in order After a divorce. So, my guest on the show today is Cassandra Cadeau. She's a great friend of mine and she's the CEO of Gifted Financials, giftedfinancials.com, an organization that helps women learn how to effectively manage their money and live a lifestyle of financial abundance. She's also the founder of the Legacy Crew Movement, a platform where women also learn how to teach their children and their loved ones how to also improve their finances. And on today's episode, Cassandra and I had a very candid conversation on a topic that is very touchy and in many instances considered taboo, and that is divorce. However, despite the fact that this can be a touchy subject, a taboo subject, it is still a subject that needs to be discussed because in the United States, one in two marriages ends in divorce. And it's important to know how to pick yourself up, especially financially, if you have gone through divorce or you're currently going through divorce. And so Cassandra shares a lot on this episode, she talks about her own personal story, and she's very open and honest. She talks about how emotions can cloud your judgment and cause poor financial decisions pre, during, and post a divorce, and how to manage it all to make sure that despite the emotional turmoil, you were able to make sound decisions around your finances. We talked about making sure you understand the full picture of your finances as a couple in your marriage, how to get your finances in order after divorce, picking yourself up emotionally, and getting back on your feet financially if the process took a toll on your finances. So if you went through a divorce and you just found yourself down and out when it comes to your finances, Cassandra talks about what you can do to get yourself back up on your feet. And Cassandra, like I mentioned, also shares her personal story of going through divorce and how she handled it, what she did to keep it together for her three daughters, and how she came out on the other side financially stable. But before we get into the episode, there are three things I'd love for you to do. Number one, if you are enjoying the podcast, I would love for you to subscribe. You can subscribe on iTunes, Sound cloud stitcher and you can also subscribe and listen to episodes on the clever Girl finance youtube channel just head over to youtube and search for clever Girl finance number two i would greatly appreciate if you can take a minute of your time and head over to itunes and leave a review for the podcast so other people can find the podcast when they do a search on itunes this will just help more people get to know that this podcast exists and number three if it's been a while head over to clevergolffinance.com and subscribe there as well i have an awesome resource library that i have recently updated with new budgeting tools to help you as you work on improving your finances. And of course, there's a ton of amazing content on the website at clevergolffinance.com So please stop by. Okay, let's get into this episode with Cassandra. Hey, Cassandra. Hey, Bola. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to finally be able to get you on to have this amazing conversation with you.
1: Thank you so much. I've been a listener from day one, and I'm just so excited to be a guest on this episode. Thank you for having me.
0: Yay. So before we kind of dive into this topic, which I don't think is talked about enough, I would love for you to do an introduction and tell my listeners who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, Again, my name is Cassandra Cadeau,
1: and I'm the CEO and founder of Gifted Financials. And um, I also am the group leader at The Legacy Group. Um, I pretty much do similar as you. I, I help women with their finances, but specifically, I do help them work through the real issues that are impacting their finances, the day-to-day things that we go through as women that are keeping us um, from staying focused on our uh, money goals and Um, Sometimes we just need to be able to identify what those issues are so that we can have the financial breakthroughs that we're looking for.
0: That's really that's very true. And I'm really glad that you do this in this space, because I feel like there is not enough of people like us who provide this kind of education and support and motivation and encouragement for other women. And one of the things that you do that I really, really love is that you help women transition, transitioning through difficult times in relationships, specifically through divorces. And um, you're divorced, right? And I find that the topic of divorce is something, like I said earlier, that is not talked about enough. And I think it's an important conversation to have because it happens and because there's life after divorce and i i don't think that it's okay for um women to carry you know the shame and the guilt um indefinitely <laughs> i don't think it's okay yes. for them to feel like they're in this space where they can't you know talk about being in this situation or they feel bad about it and i'm not saying that They can't have those feelings. They can't go through the emotions. Of course, you know, you're going to have to go through the emotions of that difficult period, but then there's life afterwards. And it's understanding that it's okay to succeed. It's okay to get back and pick yourself up and stand on your own feet and be proud of who you are and be proud of your accomplishments. And so that's really why I wanted to have this conversation.
1: Most definitely. And and thank you for having me here because I know for me, um, just, just for clarification so that your audience is aware, um, I am divorced and I'm currently going through my second divorce. So I gave marriage, you know, a second try and it didn't, it didn't work out in the end. And so, um, I, I'm very much familiar with the process, unfortunately. And I, and I totally, um, can sign off on that shame aspect you just mentioned because, um, not only are you going through the emotional turmoil of, of the relationship ending, but there is a financial impact that many of us don't speak about. Um, and when you think about it logically, it makes total sense that, you know, when you're separating, uh, a union, you're losing, you know, an income, um, you're having to make sense of what was once one that you have to try to separate amongst two people. And that process in itself is very difficult. And the financial impact is adds on so much stress on yourself physically as a woman and the family dynamics and, and how you decide to move forward with your new life without that partner. So on so many levels, um, the money impact of a separation, um, can can be a, a great burden to someone if you're not focused on, you know, working your way through those issues.
0: Absolutely. And you also have to consider, you know, if you're someone who has kids, the impact on, your, on the kids and um, the livelihood that they they're used to and the changes that happen. So I get a lot of questions from women in my audience who are experiencing a divorce, considering a divorce, um, have experienced a divorce. And, you know, they just they have questions about all of which I'm going to ask you. <laughs> yes. They have questions about, um, you know, just different aspects of their finances and divorce. And one thing I wanted to say before we kind of dive into this topic is that, you know, nobody goes into relationship planning for divorce right unless you have some <laughs> motive. <laughs> nobody gets married nobody you know commits all this time and effort into making a relationship work with the intent that you know what i'm going to divorce this person i do not intend to get divorced but life happens and when mm-hmm. life happens then you have to think of then what what next So exactly. If you're in the space where you are considering a divorce or you're going through a divorce or you've been through a divorce, I want you right now to immediately let go of any shame or self judgment around it, because at the end of the day, it's important that you do what is right for you and you do what is right for your children. And if, you know, going through this process is something that is going to help you get to that place where you're okay with yourself or you're okay with whatever is going on then don't be ashamed to talk about it don't be ashamed to be in that space there is you know this is just part of life it's 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 something that happens in life and I just want to stress that because I I just like you said Cassandra there's there's just so much shame and there's so much like the the burden of <laughs> of oh, yeah. going through this process is really heavy and I, I see it when I talk to women who have been through it and I just want to say don't be ashamed it's okay <laughs>
1: It's, yeah. And, and, and if I may add on, even during that time of whether it's shame or, you know, I, I literally call it mourning because mm-hmm. there's a period of time where you're grieving over this loss, over something that you didn't think would end. And so when you're going through that time, um, there are behavioral habits, money habits that we develop to help us you know, work through these emotional, uh, moments. And, um, some of the people that are transitioning, they lose focus on, um, you know, the money matters that are still happening every day, every month. And by the time they snap out of the emotions of the separation, they're dealt with the reality of, you know, falling behind on making payments mm-hmm. on, um, uh, You know, staying on top of like just realizing, oh, my gosh, I'm drowning because I can't afford all these expenses that I once was able to afford. And so the emotions of such uh, changes in our relationships are very impactful on our money. And so while it's great to know how to budget, while it's great to know um, that you need an emergency fund and savings, we also have to pay attention to that emotional part of these transitions that are causing us to, you know, continue to make bad money decisions and that are are keeping us buried financially. Mm -hmm. And so during this time, I always tell my clients that honor it and respect the time for what it is. Um, Don't use the time as a time to be, you know, shameful about it and hide away. Take, take that time to acknowledge where you're at and understand what you need during that time. So if it's an accountability partner, or if it's someone that um, is going to be that motivator for you to help you stay on track and keep you focused on the business at hand, which is our money, like how are we going to survive? How are we going to take care of our family, our kids do what you have to do in that time and make, and make the time for it because you not only need it, but your children are depending on you to, to get it right through this process.
0: So let's get into some of the questions and I wanted to ask you just based on your own personal experience, um, what were some of the biggest financial impacts of going through a divorce or the divorce you're currently going through now?
1: Okay. Yes. I would say that the greatest financial impact for me would be the loss of, um, the income, the second income that was in the household. Um, my husband and I were professionals in our field. And so, um, the sudden loss of, of his income, it made a big difference and it didn't stop the show for me as far as what I needed to do, but it definitely slowed it down quite a bit because I had to step back and take a look at what expenses I was taking with me and how much of it I can handle on my own. And, um, I had to do so with the realization of, What if he doesn't hold his part of the bargain financially? How much of this can I really take on for myself financially? And so that that was the biggest impact for me because it took more than just dealing with the dollar signs. It took a lot of planning um, because my goal was to try to maintain our current lifestyle as close to possible um, without having to give up too much in the Mm. process.
0: You said you were losing a second, you're losing the second income in your household. um, And you started looking at, okay, can I afford this? Can I afford that? Can I do that? And I think that's really important to do. And in that space, I can imagine that someone who's going through a divorce is going through a lot of different emotions, right? You probably are going through a lot of different emotions and you could have easily said, you know what? I can't deal with this right now. I can't deal with figuring this out, figuring this out right now, but it's really important that you know, what you said, Cassandra, you start gauging, okay, let me start planning in the back of my head. Let me start looking into what's going to change, how it's going to change, what the, you know, what the finances are going to be like. And one thing that I think is really important for a lot of women, because sometimes a divorce doesn't, you know, the divorce, I guess the initiative that starts a divorce doesn't always come from the woman. It can come from the guy, you know, depending on the dynamics of the relationship. Yes. Um, And I feel like if you are in a relationship and you feel like you are ready to exit it, which is, again, it's okay. But if you feel like you're in a relationship and you're ready to exit it, I think even before you say, hey, listen, I want a divorce, you need to start making those plans or start thinking through what is the impact of the separation going to be on your finances. Definitely. Um, I know that in my in my
1: situation, um, aside from the loss of income um, there wasn't a major impact other than that, because we were financially, um, in a good place as a couple. Um, we had just, we, you know, we practice all the things that we're teaching our, you know, that you and I Bola, are teaching our clients. Now, you know, we, we paid off credit card debts. We paid off card notes. Um, we were pretty much close to living, you know, debt-free, um any credit card charges we had were fairly recent and we were pretty much on top of things and 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 had a financial goal that we were working on unfortunately you know life happens as you said and so at the time that we were looking you know to part ways um i just had to focus on my current expenses and moving forward whereas um i'd have to say my first marriage that was a total different scenario where I was that woman that I mentioned earlier that was just kind of going through the the motions and paying bills when I could, but spent a lot of my time um, focused on the loss of the relationship and totally lost track of what I needed to do and where I was financially until I was literally drowning and needed help, you know, so it whether, whether you're the one that's leaving or you get left, you know, you still have to be in a place where you sit down and take a look at the finances for what they are and determine how you're going to move ahead.
0: Mm. So let me ask you this, Cassandra, um, in both instances, in both situations. So this is a twofold question. What do you yes. wish you did differently around your finances? And also, what are you glad that you did? Um, so
1: what I wish I did differently was I really do wish that, um, I had more of a savings, um, because that, that buffer would have helped a great deal because no matter what's happening in the relationship, stuff happens, emergency happens. And, um, several times after the separation, when emergencies did happen, I didn't have that partner to say, you know, Hey, this, this is what happened. I need an extra couple of hundred dollars to come through to help out. I was on my own. And so the only thing that I was able to do was really tough it out, try to budget and, um, depend on, you know, some close intimate friends. And when I say intimate friends, we, we all as women have friends that, we only turn to for those private, you know, serious moments. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we don't just walk the streets with our hands out. And so <laughs> I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful that I had that village of people. You know, I you know, it's a small village, but I had people that were able to understand the situation that I was in, that I can trust with what I was going through, and that can help me out when these emergencies happen. And these emergencies were like, you know, my car breaking down, or, um, you know some somebody was ill or you know just just whatever it was that that caused an influx of you know money that needed to come out last minute um and so i think if i had a a better habit of saving i would have been you know it it would have not been as as stressful as it was mm-hmm. because that financial stress added on to that emotional loss that i was going through you you feel like you're on the verge of a breakdown, you know, in those moments. And so it it would have been a lot easier for me, Mm -hmm. you know, back Um, this time around, I would say that what I did right, and this is what I advocate to everyone, male, female, single, married, divorce, stay on top of your finances, manage your money properly because good or bad, when things happen, if you're already on top of your money, it won't be an emergency. It would be more like an inconvenience because this time around, it's not that I didn't have car trouble as I did, you know, years ago. The only difference was dang, like now, now I got to write a check and, and, and rent a car. Like, you know, I got to go through inconvenient steps to get my car repaired Mm -hmm. as opposed to, Oh my goodness, how am I going to pay this, you know, this repair off. And so, um, You just got to have that plan. You got to have that financial plan, whether it's to bring yourself to that next level or to at least be prepared for when those emergencies happen so you're able to stay afloat and continue.
0: And I agree 100%. (laughs) You know, I think you have leverage when you have your own money, right? And I understand that when you're in a relationship, you know, the law says, it's yours. It's both of yours, especially if there's no prenup involved. But, you know, and this is not this is not to. You know, when I say have your own money, I mean, you need to be in the space where you're managing funds correctly, whatever money you get, you know how you're divvying it up for savings, for investing. And this even applies to the stay-at-home moms who are not necessarily earning an income for all the incredible work they do at home as stay-at-home moms. But it's, you know, if you're getting a household budget, like, you know, money to go towards groceries, it's planning that money and putting some of it aside for savings. And I'm not saying hide your money from your significant other. (laughs) You know, not. <laughs> unless you know that you're, you need to get the heck out of the relationship, then that's a different story. But <laughs> I personally don't have money from my husband, but at the same time, I have money in my accounts and he knows I have my accounts and it's basically, you know, and I've said this on the podcast before that if I needed to get the heck out in the next 10, 20, 15 minutes, I have money yeah. to do that. Right. And so... I just feel like it's important to to be able to hold your own, to have your own or to have a plan around, you know, your finances, have access to the money, know where it is. And again, I'm not saying (laughs) this is the sense that, you know, (laughs) you're trying to hide stuff. I'm not a fan of hiding money. I'm just saying it's important to have to have that in place. And you know,
1: Ebola, this, this, the, the disclaimer that that you're repeating is, is so, that, that's the part of what makes this subject so sensitive and so taboo sometimes, because just in the spirit of planning and preparing for the worst, one can easily want to translate it to, oh, you're planning to leave him and you're doing this. And, and that's far from the case for so many people, because um, I know for my situation, um, I thought of it as, look if something pops off and it don't work out, you know, yeah, I, like you said, I I've got a way out. Um, and so, yeah, it's not the case that I'm, I'm trying to just, you know, plan to leave my, my partner and do a fast dash or anything in that moment. I was all in all the time until at some point you do realize this relationship is over and I have to get out, you know? And so, um, for my, for my company and my group, I provide a safe place where we can have these conversations, guilt-free, shame-free, and we can prepare. And I love it when a client is able to have, to have that in place and find that they didn't need it. And they're able to move ahead and be financially sound with their partner, but I'd rather them be prepared and move on with their partner than not be prepared and left holding the bag and not knowing what to do about it.
0: So I'm just going to get really honest right now, 100 percent honest. And, you know, not everybody's going to agree with what I'm going to say. But the truth is that I don't agree that something that happens so commonly should be taboo. And I mm-hmm. don't agree that you shouldn't have any form of preparation for something that happens so commonly. We all know that the, one of the top reasons why people get divorced is over money. We all know that living in America, one in two relationships, one in two marriages end up in divorce. Like the stats are obvious, right? And again, like I keep saying, I've said it several times since we've been talking is nobody goes into a relationship, into a marriage, nobody goes, you know, spending all this money in a wedding, committing themselves to these vows with the intent that they're going to divorce this person. But the point of the matter is that you need to be prepared. At the very least, you need to have a firm handle on your finances, either on your own or as a couple, depending on how you manage your money in your relationship. And I think that's unique to each relationship um, because there are different doctrines out there about how money should be managed, managed In marriage but I think it is specific to the personalities of the two people in the relationship and so you need to have some sort of idea of what's happening with your finances where all the money is what's you know what's going on with it and you also need to have things in place emergency savings um, investments and things like that and again it's not about hiding money but When you get to the point where, okay, you're sitting with your lawyer, you're sitting with your mediator, and they're like, you know what, we need to talk about the financial assets. You know exactly what needs to be divvied up. And a lot of times, as human beings, emotion clouds judgment, right? And (laughs) we don't do a lot of things. Like you said, in your first relationship, your first divorce, you got caught up in the emotions. You didn't focus so much on saving, and you wish you had done that differently. I guarantee you that every... I'm I'm going to assume this, but, you know, from my friends who are divorced that I've had this conversation with, I guarantee you that pretty much every woman who has gone through a divorce and even every man, they can tell you, I wish I had done X, Y, Z differently when it came to my finances. And that's not to say that everybody's way of dealing with exiting a relationship is okay or it's right. But I'm just saying that the statistics are real. The numbers are real. It is Obvious. Everybody knows someone who has gone through a divorce. You don't wish it for yourself, but life happens. Things happen. You know, whatever you need to be aware of your finances. That's just how it's just that simple. And it's and and that's just the fact of, of the
1: matter it's, of it it's all. The fact and, here. It,
0: and we can yeah. bring in religion, we can bring in emotion, we can bring in all different things that are going to sway people's judgments and ideas and feelings. But the point of the matter is that the statistics are real and you need to have, you need to be aware at the very least of your money.
1: On the flip side, Bola, I wanted to bring to the audience's attention, um, how how many, how many uh, relationships are going through um, this turmoil right now? And that, that person is not able to leave because the money's not in order. There are, there are women that are enduring years and years of whether it's abuse or just, just whatever it is in that relationship, that's not making it work. And they're doing it for the sole purpose of, I can't afford to take care of myself and my kids without him, without that income, without, you know, their support. And so, on so many levels, having your finances in order is a strength, is a power. It's, 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 cause I, cause I know you talk about our, our super girl powers and stuff. Mm. That's your, that's your power, you know, um, not only as a couple to have your money together, but as an individual, as a woman, you are free to, to make decisions, sound decisions for yourself, your children, and you, for your family without feeling restricted at all, for whatever reason.
0: That is so important that you said that because growing up, you know, my parents are still married, but growing up, I got to see a lot of that firsthand. I got to see a lot of my mom's friends stay, you know, just from my understanding as a little girl, staying in bad marriages because they couldn't leave because they had nowhere to go. And then I got to see the other side where the husband would divorce them or they would get The husband would pass away, unfortunately, and or the husband's family will come in and take everything after he has passed away because of like lax laws and things like that. And again, they had nowhere to go. There are times where I've seen my mom's friends come to stay with us with their kids because they had nowhere to go. And the reason why they had nowhere to go was because they didn't have the financial option to be able to make choices as to, you know what, I'm going to go rent that apartment. I'm going to go buy that house. They didn't have any money. And, you know, again, there's just something about being able to hold your own, being able to know where the assets were, assets in your relationship are. There are so many women who don't, are not involved in their family finances. There's a lot of relationships where, you know the husband is in charge of the money. And that's perfectly fine, right? But at the same time, Mm -hmm. there's a relationship where the wife is in charge of the money. But at the same time, you guys need to know what's going on. Where is the money? What are the investments? Where is it sitting? That way, if something happens, you know. Exactly. So let's, we've talked a lot about, um, (laughs) so don't hate (laughs) me if you're listening to this. I'm like, Bo, let's talk about, (laughs) no. (laughs) I'm just being honest. like Because again, this is, this subject can be so touchy because it's it's so taboo. And I feel like it shouldn't, especially given statistics. Like this was real life, people. Um, so let's talk about the emotions, right? Because we've talked about emotion, emotion, but we haven't delved into it. So how did you manage yourself emotionally? Because you have kids. You have three beautiful daughters. Yeah. How did you balance this? So let's put the money aside for a second. And let's talk about, your, you know, how you were feeling. How did you get past this? And how did you get into that place where like, you know what, I'm going to pick myself up and, and move past the situation.
1: Bola, this question right here is like the platform base of how I carried myself through the whole process, through both divorces, actually. Um, I've seen how um, divorces and, you know, the breakup of relationships can take an impact on not only our emotion, our emotions, but our character as a women, as women, um, you know, whether we're upset, you know, angered, you know, lashing out or just, you know, crying all the time, like just all the, the emotional roller coasters we go through, um, our behavior is not the same of of course as a woman that is you know content and happy at home and so this was a major um it, it took it took daily work for me to keep my emotions under control and to channel them through the right through the right areas you know um because i do have three daughters and I didn't I didn't want to be that mom that was home all the time crying. And, um, you know, I they did see my my demeanor, my behavior change in terms of, you know, mommy's sad or, um, you know, mommy's not herself. But I definitely didn't want them to carry my pain because as a child, when you see your parents crying and mourning and in pain, that impacts you. I don't care yeah. how old you are. Yeah. It, it impacts See your nurturer in so much pain, you know, and I didn't, I didn't want my children to carry the burden of the decisions that my husband and I made, you know? Um, and so I also didn't want them to, to fight my battles. You know, I, I didn't want them to see that I was upset and, oh, daddy, you made her upset or, oh, um, you know, this happened. And so I'm, I'm going to be upset at that person too. I've, I've consciously made an effort to Separate my emotions and my feelings about the divorce and about my husband away from my children, and it wasn't all bad. But of course, you're not going through the divorce under the happiest of times. But no matter what it was, negatively speaking, I kept it away from from my children. Mm-hmm. I, I tried my best to have adult conversations with adults only. I didn't lash out. I, I didn't use my children as pawns. I didn't. You know, I put my my children now are at ease where and they've always been this way where they can come home from a visit with daddy and freely talk to me about their time together. Hey, we did this and we had fun. We you know, I I want that for my children. And so if that means I have to protect them and shield them from my pain and sadness while they're trying to find some joy and happiness in this situation, I'm all for it. And so, um, a lot of people ask me, Cassandra, how do you do it? Because, um, publicly speaking, I'm not that individual to put it all out there on social media. You know, um, I, you know, when I'm having a bad day, the public doesn't know about it. You know, I, I keep it behind closed doors and I don't, I, and I, and I intentionally do that because one day, I don't want something to come back to my children and look at how your mom was acting during that time, you know? Um, and sometimes things get, things get away with us. We, you know, we get caught up in the, in, in the, uh, in the experience and reactions happen, but I'm very much on top of trying to keep my emotions in, in check because growing up, my parents are still together till this day. And I don't know what type of a person I would be, had both my parents not been in the household. And so it breaks my heart that I'm not able to give that to my children right now, but I'm gonna give them the next best thing. Um, Mommy's gonna behave and daddy's gonna be around to be a part of their life. And so that's been my motivation. That's what helps me just keep all those emotions in check. I mean, I deal with the emotions, but not at the expense of my children's happiness.
0: And that's really important because what you said is so true. I remember, like, you know, I would see my mom upset for whatever reason. I'll take it so personally. And she would be like, what's your problem? I'm just crying because my foot hurts. <laughs> 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 so kids, we kind of are like sponges. We, You know, kids absorb everything. And so it's important that, yes, you might be going through a difficult time, but you want to, I think, just thinking about your kids, thinking about what you want for them. Yeah. Will help you. You know kind of okay I I need to get I need to get up today I need to you know dress up today I need to make sure that I you know I I seem okay for my kids I think if you have children they can be your you're really an ultimate motivator for you and you know if if you are getting divorced and you have no kids then not to sound like an evil person but that's great because You don't have to deal with the burden and the additional guilt and additional shame of, you know, having to explain to your children or having to, you know, like it's just an it's additional stuff, you know, when you're getting divorced with kids. And and so if you're if you're if you don't have any kids and you're in that space, then, you know, you should be okay about it, too
1: exactly and you know you're you're not you're not just dealing with your emotions you're dealing with with theirs and um because i knew how to separate the two i was very focused on what they were doing saying how they were feeling because mm-hmm. while i'm behind closed doors crying they're publicly expressing to me you know their sadness over how our family changed and I'm all in, I'm, I'm, I'm all checked in and we talk freely about it. And I, and I would transfer the information back to my husband so that he's aware. So hopefully when he's spending time with them, he can be conscious of where they're at emotionally because he's not there day to day. Um, So as, as far as the emotions, my goal is to be team co-parents all the way because my kids deserve the best that, best of what we have during this situation.
0: Absolutely. And I'm so glad you shared this. So I wanted to ask you for someone who is in this space of thinking about a divorce, going through a divorce or just getting past a divorce, what advice would you give that person around financial and emotional concerns they might have? Um, Emotionally,
1: I would say that, um, I would say be real, be real about what you're feeling, be real about what exactly is happening. Um, Our emotions can cloud what is actually happening. You know, something as black and white can just happen between you and the partner or something and your emotions can take it to the next level and your response and his reaction, it's just a vicious cycle, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, I always tell my clients to be able to step back from it and see see the events of what just happened for what it is. Um, when you are in that situation of, of like you're thinking about, look, th- this is not going to work. And I think we're going down that road of divorce. Step back, step back and take a good look at what does that mean to you? What it will be the result of that? Because it's more than just saying, I'm not with you anymore it imp- it impacts where you live it impacts what neighborhood you end up in it impacts what this will do to your children um you know how you'll be able to move forward so it is so much more than just i'm upset i'm slamming the door and even just throwing out the words because i've heard individuals just you know throw out some nasty words to each other in the midst of trying to figure out what they need to do and it causes, it, it just makes the situation worse. So my motto is to step back, count it out, be real about what the situation is and move forward with a conscious, intentional decision. Um, financially speaking, like I said earlier, don't, I, I? I mean, don't wait till it hits the fan for you to start realizing, oh my gosh, I should have been saving. I should have been doing this or that. You should already be doing it now, whether you're together or not. So if you feel like you're to the point where you realize you need to cut your losses and move on, do that, but know when to do it. Don't just pack it all up and walk out and say, oh my gosh, I, I didn't, I didn't know rent was going to be this expensive. And you know, you find yourself sleeping on a friend's sofa for a few months and things Plan it out. You know, don't make your decisions someone else's problems. Um, things happen where, yeah, you're forced. You're forced unexpectedly to make a decision. But if at all possible, plan it out. Pay down your debt. Get get your first and last months. You know, ready. Um, f- take a look at neighborhoods. I mean, and, and everything I'm telling you now is giving you insight of what. I was going through towards the end when I realized it wasn't working out. Um, I knew that if, if my marriage ended and I parted ways, I didn't want to end up on the other side of town and pull my kids out of school and have them make new friends. And it's bad enough they're losing their dad. It's bad enough their dad is not going to come home to them every night. I didn't want to shake up every aspect of their life. And so I consciously looked around to see what the market was like for apartments in that area. And then people wondered why an apartment? Why only a two bedroom? You guys are a family of four. I intentionally did that. I had no guarantee that when I left, he would still help me financially with my children. I had Mm -hmm. to put my big girl panties on and know that if I'm leaving, I would have to deal with the consequences of that decision. Mm Mm-hmm because I only have control over my choices and I only have control over how I respond to what's about to happen as a result. But I have, I I, I couldn't, yeah, in a perfect world, it'd be great if he helped me financially and disclaimer, he does, he does what he's supposed to do financially. But when I was about to step out, I didn't know that. And so I had to, yeah, I could have rented a big house, but Was I going to deal with the expenses of of landscaping and and, and all of this stuff that comes with that on a single family income? I might have been able to afford it, but did I want to deal with that stress? No. These are the things that you literally have to sit down and think about. And so where we landed is within 15 minutes of where we once lived. You know, it's close to my village. You know, I'm not far from my mother in case of an emergency. She, you know, she can stop by or I can drop the kids off. They're, skilled, they're still in their school zone, they're still attending all the after school programs that they had before. At this point, I positioned ourselves to just focus on the immediate impact of daddy is no longer living in the household. And that alone is a handful, not to mention if I had to add on all these other things that I told you I considered. Mm -hmm. And so I just want the women that are listening to know that there's a lot of thinking and planning involved. And if you have the ability to take a step back and take your time and think through all those different things before you make your move, that's what I suggest that you do.
0: That's really, really great advice. And, you know, it's all in the planning. It's all in the assessment and just managing your emotions the best way that you can. So this has been such an awesome conversation, Cassandra. I appreciate you for coming on to share and to talk about this you know what I would describe as a somewhat difficult topic but it's really important for us as women to have these conversations and to hear about other people's experiences and I appreciate you sharing this um, sharing you know your life and what you've gone through and I love the fact that you're using your story to motivate others and to guide other other women through this you know through a difficult period like this in their life if they're going through it so thank you for that. Um, but before I let you go, (laughs) (laughs) I want to know, um, what is your clever girl superpower? (laughs) (laughs) Other than being an amazing planner. (laughs) I was going to say that I was like, I'm such an awesome
1: problem solver. (laughs) Um, wow. What's my superpower? Um, you know what? I I think I'm I'm a very uh, resourceful kind of gal. I think um, I've pulled a lot of tricks out of my hat during this difficult time, things that people are like, um, how are you able to do that and that and that? And it'll be simple things. I mean, I say simple for me, but I, I know how difficult it, it can be, you know, on the outside looking in, given my situation. But I, I found a way to just be able to like travel, for example, like I, I've been fortunate enough to just be able to find some great deals. Like if, if I set my mind on something, cause, cause traveling was one of the big things on my list that our family enjoyed doing together. And I, I didn't want to give that up because, you know, the family is now, you know, different and I've, I just set my mind on something like traveling or, you know, you know, just, just maintaining my lifestyle and going for it, just, just connecting with people and finding the resources needed to maintain that. And so my, my superpower, I would say is just being very resourceful. Um, I, I don't accept no for an answer. I, I, there's where there's a will, there's a way. And, um, I hold, I hold true to that model very much so.
0: I love it. Thank you for sharing that. And before you go, how can folks who are listening, keep in touch with you? How can they learn more about Gifted Financials and your group? Yeah. um, So my
1: company name is Gifted Financials and you can look me up at giftedfinancials.com or um, CassandraCadeau.com. I also have a Facebook group called The Legacy Crew um, and in that group, uh, we're going to be opening. Yeah. In that group, we talk about, um, you know, all the issues that, like I said earlier, that are impacting you from keeping on track of your money. And so it's a safe zone, no judgment zone. And, um, th- it's, it's good stuff happening in that group. And, um, if I may, Bola, I do also offer free consultations. Um, if anyone wanted to take the time to talk to me directly about their, um, their, their, personal financial journey that they're going through, um, they can reach me at uh, bit.ly forward slash book my free consult. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, no, I was just going to say that is a free 20 minute consult. And um, it gives me the opportunity to understand where you're at with your journey and how I can possibly help you.
0: And I'm going to be putting those links that you just mentioned in the show notes. So those of you who want to check out Cassandra or have a conversation with her can um, check it out. So thank you so much. Again, I appreciate you sharing your story. This has been such a wonderful conversation.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Bola. Um, I mean, whether it's personal or business, I, I always enjoy my time with you. And I appreciate you bringing me on board and, and having this conversation with you and your audience. Thank Yay. you. <laughs>
0: So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode today with Cassandra. I love talking to her because she's always so open and so honest. And I really wanted her to come onto the show to share her personal journey with those of you who might be going through something similar and are just looking for some encouragement and motivation to get through this current situation, this current time. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. And if you did, please subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and also listen to episodes on the cleverical Finance YouTube channel. Share this podcast with your friends. And please, please, if you have a spare moment, leave a review on iTunes so other people can find the podcast in the iTunes search. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll be back with a brand new episode soon.